This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Thursday the 14th of April 2022. Presented to you this week by Sophie Powell. I'm a farm trader based in the West. Before we begin, a word on markets and trading during this current time of intense volatility. Markets can move significantly in a matter of hours or even minutes, with spikes sometimes happening outside UK regular business hours. My Farm is our free online platform which offers Frontier customers 24-7 access to market information, grain prices and the ability to sell grain at a time more convenient to them. With a My Farm account, you can see live global prices, market reports, exchange rates and commodity pricing directly relevant to your farm, with options to set alerts and sell grain all in one place. To learn more, visit www.frontierag.co.uk forward slash myfarminfo. Links to more information about my farm are included in the description notes for this episode. Now let's get straight into this week's update by starting with wheat. New crop European wheat futures rallied further this week and set new contract highs reflecting trade concerns around the prospect of a long-term conflict between Ukraine and Russia. London November 2022 wheat futures briefly touched £295 per tonne, almost double its initial trades and the contract low made in September 2020. The extent of the loss of Ukraine as one of the world's major grain exporters was highlighted by comments from a Ukrainian official who said corn exports this season would be 17 million tonnes. Following a record corn harvest of almost 42 million tonnes, Ukraine expected to ship 33.5 million tonnes and now almost half of this is no longer available to the world's major importers. This may explain why China turned to the US to buy another 1 million tonnes of corn this week, following the 1 million tonnes it bought last week, which was split over old and new crop positions. There are also concerns for China's domestic crop potential, with COVID-19 lockdowns preventing farmers from planting in the key producing regions. The US Chicago Board of Trade corn futures also set new contract highs this week. The Ukrainian official didn't comment on wheat, but the United States Department of Agriculture estimated in its March World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report that the shipments for the season are at 19 million tonnes, compared to the initial quota for 24.5 million tonnes. Egypt returned to the market this week with a General Authority for Supply Commodities buying 340,000 tonnes of milling wheat for delivery during May. It bought four 60,000-tonne French cargoes at $494.25, including freight costs. There was only one Russian and one Bulgarian offer, both of which were cheaper than the French offers, and they were also booked. This was the first purchase by Egypt since the conflict began in Ukraine. The country last bought wheat on the 17th of February, which was three 60,000-tonne cargoes from Romania, at $338.55, including freight costs. This highlights the severe impact the Russian-Ukraine conflict is having on food costs for those that can least afford it, as it demonstrates a 50% price rise in less than a month. 
Algeria were also wheat buyers, securing 120,000 tonnes of optional origin wheat, with prices thought to be around $460 per tonne, including freight. Regarding the Egyptian tender, one offer from Germany was rejected because the moisture specification was maximum 14%, when the standard buying terms are maximum 13.5% moisture. This low moisture specification for milling wheat export markets highlights the challenge for the UK supplies competing with the domestic market at maximum 15% moisture. US winter wheat crops showed a small improvement in condition week on week with ratings up two points to 32% good to excellent, although the poor to very poor remain unchanged at 36%. Overall, the crop is still in the worst shape ever at this time of year, aside from the winter wheat crop in 1996. There was no advance in corn drilling, remaining unchanged at 2% complete, although spring wheat advanced three points on the week to 6% complete, compared to 5% average and 10% last year. Some weather forecasters see rain arriving in some of the needier states later this month, and this will be essential to help lift yield prospects. Now let's turn our attention to what's been happening with barley this week. The old crop feed barley market has been relatively quiet this week. The domestic market remains well supported as the UK compounder continues to look for May and June supply. Trade shorts for April and May also support current prices, which are at season highs. With feed barley values now at a parity to feed wheat in the south and east of England, end users are likely to reduce the purchasing of barley and go for wheat, which would be better valued nutritionally. Most of the activity around feed barley this week has been around the new crop market. With surging wheat prices dragging feed barley values upward, we have seen an increase in ex-farm prices of around £18 per tonne since last Friday. There are supply concerns because of the continued conflict in Ukraine and these are causing a shift to new crop. The new crop discount to spot prices has therefore narrowed significantly. Attention around the new crop is also on the weather in the northern hemisphere, which is usual for this time of year, with particular focus on rainfall, or lack thereof, in the early stages of spring crop development. The new crop malting barley market also remains well supported, with lack of sellers keeping values firm and little trade to speak of. The amount of rainfall on the spring barley crop in Europe in the next few weeks will set the tone for the market from now until harvest. Taking a look now at oilseed rape. This week, UK ex-farm rapeseed values saw a boost in price following trends in soybeans and other oilseeds as the world vegetable oil supply looks tight in comparison to expected demand. Last week, we touched on a number of key factors in the market which are maintained in this week's market complex. These included the Ukraine-Russia conflict, Canadian soil moisture, China demand and EU biofuel demand. A new factor to mention now includes soybean production in Argentina, where there are diesel shortages disrupting both harvesting the crop and logistics. In addition, this week, Argentinian truckers, industry groups and the government failed to make any progress in talks aimed at ending the ongoing driver strike. This creates a threat to crushes supplies and product exports during a key harvest period. 
On top of this, the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange put the harvest at 19% complete compared to the 25% average. In the UK, the average rapeseed crops look strong with beneficial rains in some areas this week. The crops look well, particularly in comparison to the EU crop, which could do with some more moisture in the near future. Conditions for planting in Argentina have been described by some as too good, where growers will be looking to try and produce yet another record crop for export into Europe, Asia and Middle Eastern markets starting around December 2022. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. The global urea market is quiet and awaiting details of the next Indian tender, which has been delayed beyond Easter with hope to renew interest. The indication is that it may be slightly lower in value than previous tenders. This is unlikely to impact the UK prices as the remaining granular urea vessels arriving into UK ports will fulfil order books for the current season. The UK has seen a quiet week on activity for nitrogen buying. Following earlier week's softening of the nitrogen price and continued stability in the UK gas price, demand still remains low. Given the further firming of grain prices for this harvest, it would be sensible to reassess your break-even ratio calculation which will have fallen, meaning higher nitrogen rates can be justified and are worthwhile even at current fertiliser prices. Main applications of UAN are ongoing across the UK, with on-farm deliveries the main focus of suppliers and distributors. Haulage availability has eased throughout the spring, but due to a slow and later start to applications, we are in the peak demand period as we head into the Easter break. Growers are urged to plan call-offs well ahead, especially for use after the holiday weekend, to make sure of continued supply into farm storage. Demand for top-up tonnage is still strong for UAN, as growers look to maximise crop quality and output, with attention also turning towards foliar products that are a useful addition to the nitrogen programme. Given the current dry and warm conditions, it would be sensible to include Lima's Clear, the BASF urease inhibitor in all UAN applications to reduce ammonia losses so more nitrogen is available to your crops. Please speak to your Frontier contact for further advice and information. For phosphates and potash, demand from South America for potash remains strong. Approximately a third of global requirement for MOP comes from Russia and with the current sanctions and restrictions on Russia, many countries are reluctant and unable to source Russian MOP. This, in turn, means it's likely that potash will continue to firm for the foreseeable future. Phosphate demand in the UK is low, but prices remain stable. It could be worth considering purchasing potash requirements for the 2022-2023 to crop as soon as possible, as prices will likely rise further. This was Frontrunner for week ending Thursday the 14th of April. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch with us by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. Don't forget, all Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information, as well as to our blog and socials, can be found in the description notes for this episode.